welcome everyone to another episode of Elbows Tight Podcast. It's your host, Travis. John is out on a family vacation right now, um, so I'm doing this by myself. Uh, just going to do a quick episode, especially uh, I want to go over something that just happened in the jiu-jitsu community with the um, jiu-jitsu white belt that just got $46 million for being paralyzed because of his jiu-jitsu instructor. So what I want to talk about today is... Um, I know that not everyone that listens to us is very experienced or has been doing jiu-jitsu for a long time, um, or maybe you just haven't even started jiu-jitsu yet and you're looking to start, and I want to give today a kind of a way to make sure that if you're at an academy, how, how if the academy fits for you, um, or if you're looking for a new academy or you're looking to start, uh, ways to find if your academy works best for you. So today I kind of want to break that down on how I think you should approach it and how uh, from previous guests, how they have explained it to us on way, things you should look for for a good instructor. So that's what I want to talk about today. When you are looking to find a jiu-jitsu academy, the instructor is the most one of the most important parts of the experience and of your jujitsu journey. I wouldn't say it's necessarily the most important part because nowadays there are so many resources outside of your academy that can allow you to grow as a jujitsu practitioner and also allow you to learn. So it's not necessarily to me the most important part. What's the most important part is finding an academy that fits your life. That's going to be, to me, the most important part. And then second is who's instructing at the school. Because if you are super far away from the academy or the academy's classes don't fit your schedule or it's far out of price of your budget, then it doesn't matter how good the instructor is. You're not going to go and you're not going to start jujitsu. So to me, those are more important than who the instructor is. But that's not to say that the instructor doesn't pay, play a huge part in it, too. So today, that's like I said, that's what we're going to talk about. So the first thing you should do, I have notes on my phone, sorry. So if you see me looking down, if you're watching, it's because I'm looking at my notes. So the, the first thing you should do before you ever even step foot in the academy is you should do your research online. So you should look at what academies are around you. So say if you have, like you live down in a area that has multiple academies um, around you, like San Diego or some of these Southern Californias or shoot, really anywhere in California, they have the, you know a large population of academies around you. So looking for the right one could be difficult because you're going to have so many options. So you really need to sit down and evaluate what you're looking for in the academy. So are you looking for something that is more reasonable in price? That should be your main factor. Whatever your factor is when you're looking at these academies, you should put that in mind and keep that in mind when you're going. And also, what's some things that you are willing to kind of throw to the wayside? Not necessarily throw to the wayside, but that are your number one priority and then kind of trickle down from there. Because if, if it doesn't fit your number one priority, uh, then it might not be the right one. So... Ways you can also research online when you when you find the academy, the first thing you want to do is look at the about me and find out who the instructors are. You could do this on like Instagram. You could do it, you know, through Google or through Facebook pages. Um, most 
most jujitsu academies have an Instagram, right? So you can see who the instructors are and then you can find out, you know, I mean, how many academies do the today's class 5 p.m. and everyone's there, right? And, you know, they'll usually tag the instructor or say who the instructor was. And then what you want to do is it kind of sounds kind of weird, but you want to research the person um, online to see if anything comes up with their name or anything like that. John is huge about this. He could find dirt about anyone online. It's actually pretty funny. I wish he was here so he could tell you how how he does it. But, you know, Steve Kwan in our episode, he mentioned one of the first things you should do is hit, you know, like, the instructor's name online with Google and then any any things that you would think would pop up negatively, like, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, sexual assault or assault or uh, being sued or things like this that, you know, uh, if, if it's a big deal to use steroids, if you want to make sure that you're going with someone that you feel, you know, is a clean athlete is important to you, then that's something you should think about, too. I don't necessarily if people people think about that if you do at home let me know uh but those are things that you should look at when you're googling these people's names because those are key factors right if i were to look for a new instructor now i would obviously make sure that they aren't um you know a sexual predator i would make sure that well or i would do my due diligence to see if i could find anything also things you can do and people might not think of this you can go to your your online courts and everyone's Everyone's information is is public on there. So if there's any, if they've ever been sued, if they have any traffic stops, if they have any cases against them, you can actually find all that online through your your court in your your area, your local court. So keep that in mind too. You you can do that. There's always ways to find it. That's uh, when we were looking for babysitters, we made sure that no one had you know like been accused or had been charges against them of like child abuse and stuff like that. So we look online to, in our, our local municipal court to make sure that, you know, they're not, they haven't been charged with that. So that's something you can do too. Most people don't think about that, but it's a, it's a very easy thing to do and it's, it's readily available to everyone. Now, if you think that's kind of weird, I'm, I'm sorry, but I want to make sure that if I'm sending my kid to this academy or if I'm bringing myself there, I want to make sure that this person doesn't have a background of violence outside of jujitsu, or has you know beaten women or anything like that, or sexual assault. I think those are huge things, and I would never want to be at an academy um, knowing that someone has been charged with with something like that. You know what I mean? So um, just keep that in mind. Now, some of the limitations of doing research online is you're not always going to be able to find anything and not everyone has an online uh, personality or has an online personality. Did I say that twice? I said that twice. Or presence, online presence is what I mean. Uh, But they will have an academy. And also sometimes you might not be able to find out who all the instructors are and what classes they, they teach. But what you can do is when you show up, for the next thing, your trial class, then you can find out who everyone is, get their name, get a business card, find out any a way you can find out more information about them, um, and then you know you can you can do it that way. But the internet also is you know it has its pros and cons. Sometimes it can be really hard to find information. Sometimes you could find wrong information. You know, um, you could find old information. It's 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 it's. Everything lives forever on the internet, <laughs> which is good and bad. But just keep that in mind. Sometimes it might be a little bit harder to to find some stuff because you might have to dig deeper, and 
that's not even to say that you will find something good or bad. You know what I mean? So keep that in mind. All right. So say now that you have researched online and you are like, this is going to be the academy I want to go to. Um, I want to go make sure that the class fits what I want. So when you show up, obviously you're going to want to watch a class. I honestly think watching one entire class before you actually join is super important. I would totally do it now because I want to see how the class structure goes. So how long is the warm-up? What are they doing during the warm-up? Um, how is the attitude? How is the atmosphere, right? Are people joking? Are they laughing? Or is it super serious? What are you looking for as an environment? Are you more of a serious person? Then maybe you're going to want a more of a serious academy. Are you more of a class clown like I am? Well, maybe you're looking for a more laid-back academy. Are you looking for a physically intense class where people are sweating by the time the end of the warm-up, you know, trying to build their cardio? Or are you looking for someone that is, you know, jumping straight into technique with no warm-up and, you know, you because you have a little bit more time to spend and you want to do it on your own? These are all things that you need to ask yourself before you go observe a class. And while you're observing the class, what kind of teaching style are are the instructors doing, right? Are they very blunt with people? What's the personality of, of the instructor? You can figure all these out within probably one or two classes if, you know, you, you watch the one and you're like, man, I don't really think this this fits what I'm looking for right now. Then, you know, that that can be seen relatively quickly, you know. Also, you know, it's it's... One of those things that some people might not even know, you know, and you're in what just popped in my head was like, well, how do I know that they're not, you know, kind of making it look like it's better than it really is? Or, or how do I know that this is who they really are? Don't, you know, don't really say, and if, if they have a watching area, don't really say anything, just come in and watch and don't let them know that you're uh, possibly a new person to come join or, you know, you just wanted to watch a class, uh, you know, and, and that way you get an honest um, look at how these people are, are handling the class. And one thing that you can also do is ask questions, ask questions like how long are the classes? How long are the warm-ups? How long do they two techniques? Do they have classes back-to-back? Do they typically run over? Are they allowed to spar? Ask these questions that you are you have in your mind, whether big or little. They if you have a question, you should ask it. You know, if if you feel like it looks a little rough, like, hey, are the classes always this rough or are they a little bit more open? Um how oh if you are a busy parent like i am ask them like how do they handle students being late to class i think that's a very important thing because if you have kids you have a job that's a little bit little bit uh like it, it kind of the schedule varies then it's going to be very important for you to understand if you show up late to class oh man uh i'm going to have to do 100 pushups because i'm late to class like make sure you you can fit the environment with your personal life too. If you have kids and you know you want to bring the kids to jiu-jitsu, um, but they're not going to start jiu-jitsu, you just want them to hang out. Do they have a kid's area? Do they have somewhere where your kids can hang out and you know be kind of out of the way? Like I think that's a very important thing to ask too. And you might overlook it um, 
like my wife is about to go out of town for a week, uh, <laughs> a week and a half. And so if I want to go jujitsu, I'm going to have to take the kids with me. And luckily for us, we have a nice area to where I can just sit them off to the side and they can do their own thing. And, you know, we there will be a little bit of distance between them and the mat, which is which is really nice. So ask questions like that, too. Um, if people are allowed to come and watch, you know, uh, how how do they handle promotions. These are all questions that you could ask. Sorry, I could just I could keep going on and on <laughs> questions that you should ask before, you know, you get to them. All right, so let's go ahead and ask or go over what questions you should ask about the instructor that is there. So the the first question that you should ask about your instructor is what is their teaching style? Um I wouldn't necessarily worry about like lineage or anything like that because that doesn't really matter to you at the beginning, but ask, you know, how long have they been doing jujitsu? Um, what rank they are, if you don't understand what rank they are, like if they're a black belt or some academies are ran by, you know, blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, that necessarily doesn't matter. You, the rank doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, right? So I might get some heat for this. My opinion, rank doesn't necessarily matter if it's going to be a good academy or not. Cody was a purple belt when we started our academy, and he ran the classes for a long time, and I felt like we had great jujitsu. So that's not to say that just because it's not a black belt that you're not going to have a good experience at the academy. So keep that in mind. But ask how long they've been doing jujitsu, how long the academy's been open, um, you know, how many students they have, what's what's the typical size of the class, you know, how long did the classes run, and and kind of like I talked about in the last last section of observing, you know, all of those questions are kind of important because you want to make sure that the personality and, you know, the guy who's teaching the class has experience. Now, if it's, you know, a brand new blue belt that doesn't, has only been doing jujitsu for a couple years, that might, you know, be a red flag to some people. To me, not necessarily because, like I mentioned before, if it's within a good distance from your house, if the atmosphere is good, if people are having fun, if you, um, if it's within your budget, all these things, then to me, I'm more likely to go with a blue belt teaching than I am if there's a black belt and none of those other things are a factor to me. So once again, it's your priorities. Um, Ask if they have like any discounts for a monthly thing, if it's within your budget, and you know, if they have kids' classes, if that's something you should worry about. Those are all important things too, uh, when when it comes to the questions you should be asking when you're when you're first stepping in there. Also, one thing that I think you should ask about is the coach's philosophy of how he approaches the class and and teaching people and how traditional the academy is because i definitely feel like there are still some academies out there that are very traditional um that don't want you to go anywhere else don't want you to train with anyone uh, i feel like it's probably very few and far between now but it, it's still out there and also kind of like i mentioned before how how traditional it is when it comes to class because if you're not supposed to wear a black gi to class and you know you buy a black gi before you start then that's kind of a big big thing um payment plans oh also if if your academy you know makes you buy a gi before you sign up and stuff like that those are all important things that you should be clarifying before you sign the paper so like mentioned before when you want when you're looking at the instructor you want to know the experience now if if someone is a 
world champ, when you first start, that may seem like a crazy, crazy accolade. And to me, it still is, right? But coming from a coaching background, world-class athletes don't always make world-class coaches. So don't get blinded by this person is an X-time world champ, X-time you know, local competition winner or whatever, because just because they are good at the sport of jujitsu doesn't mean they're good at teaching jujitsu. Okay. Now that isn't true for everyone, but it is, it is very true. If, if you look at, I always bring up like an Olympic weightlifting, not every coach that is behind an Olympic gold medalist was an Olympic gold medalist, right? You can be okay at jujitsu and be a phenomenal teacher. If you're looking for someone that has a competition accolades because you want to get into competing, then that might be something more more in line with your goals. But don't don't worry if it if they aren't, you know, a multiple time Pan Ams, world gi, no gi, whatever, whatever it is, if that's an, a factor to you, because that can all mean absolutely nothing when it comes to you learning jujitsu. They might not even teach the class, but the the school is underneath them. You know what I mean? So it, it it doesn't it to me that's not a factor that you should worry about. Now, when it comes to certifications, if the person is like a strength and conditioning coach, like a lot of a lot of people, if they're certified frank, uh, strength and conditioning coaches, they'll put that out there that they're they are. And that's good and bad, in my opinion, because it goes back to the idea of a warm-up. If you're worried about a super physical class, then someone that is a certified strength and conditioning coach might have more of a physical warm-up, or they might have a a, a warm-up that might not be conducive to you, or it might be conducive to, to you. You know what I mean? One nice thing, though, is if someone does like have a strength and conditioning background or they're a PT or something like that, if you are worried about injuries or you have something that's stopping you from wanting to join, that person might be able to help you outside of the jiu-jitsu class to build on that or to improve these, these limitations that you feel. Some of them might be a certified nutrition coach. So say you want to get into better shape because of it, then you can look at that too. Uh, now, once again, I don't think these are end-all be-alls for if someone is a good coach or not. I do think some of them can be positive pluses. Uh, and some of them can, depending once again on your goals and what you want out of the class, they could be kind of, mm, that might not necessarily be for me. For me, if I show up to an academy and I'm dropping in, uh, and they have like a super physical 30 minute warm up out of an hour class, hour and a half class of, you know, they're just drilling. Well, I wouldn't even say drilling, but they're like bear crawling, shrimping up and down the mat, four rolls, like doing like these super hardcore warm ups. That's not necessarily for me anymore. I much rather spend 15 minutes before I show up or before I step on mat and warm myself up and and get more into technique. Now, if they do like a drilling warm up where, you know, it's like pummeling, breaking grips and, you know, kind of flow rolling stuff, that's a little bit more of what I, I like right now. Um, but if it's like a, all right, we're going to do five minutes of push-ups, we're going to do, you know, basically a CrossFit Metcon before we start class, then I'm not I'm not necessarily into that whole thing. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. So if that's something you are looking 
for, then that's good if they have like a strength and conditioning background or something like that. But that's not what necessarily what I look for when I'm looking for an academy anymore. Today's episode of Elbows Tight Podcast is brought to you by the Amino Coat. John, go ahead and tell the listeners at home a little bit about Amino Coat. So I'm using Heal. Uh, it's to help with recovery. It's 100% science-backed. What I like about it is it triggers lean muscle growth and repair four times more efficiently than any other protein source. It reduces muscle atrophy and improves physical function after surgery. It helps maintain a healthy inflammatory response by acting mTOR. Um, I highly recommend everyone go to AminoCo, look it up online, check out the science back details. It's all there. So far, I really like it. It tastes great. It mixes easy. And uh, I'm looking forward to using it for a couple months. If you guys want to check out Heal and check out the science, go to AminoCo.com slash elbows tight. Once again, that is AminoCo.com slash elbows tight and use code elbows tight at checkout for 30% off. Every new purchase does get a free gift as well. Thank you, AminoCo, for sponsoring this episode. And the, the final things I think you should evaluate before you step foot on the mat or sign up for a class is you should trust your instinct. If you just have this this looming feeling of nah, I don't really know this 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 something here just doesn't feel right. I I'm just not liking how intense people are going. Maybe the you know, I'm seeing these white belts get smashed right now and that would be me or um or if on the other hand, if you're like uh you know, this this doesn't fit everything that I'm looking for in Academy, but something just feels right here. I'm really liking and digging the energy. You know, these instructors seems legit. Everyone seems super happy. So I can put those other things to the wayside. You should 100% trust your instinct because, I don't know, to me, if if you feel like there's something there that is working or isn't working for you, then there's a reason behind it. <laughs> Your intuition is there. Um, you know, if if you're worried about certain things, um, like the class is full of super strong athletic people and, you know, they're going 100 miles an hour and you're like, yeah, that's it's like motivating because they look like I want to be like that. But for some reason, I just feel like, you know, X, Y and Z is not going to work out. And that's that's very important for you to stick with yourself. But. That's not to say that you should talk yourself out of something that could be good because uh, you have self-doubt, you have these insecurities that you know you're kind of still trying to get over. You really need to evaluate it as you know as honest as you can with yourself. If if you feel like like hey this is you know I'm not feeling this place because of because of this reason, well is that a legit? instinct or are you kind of trying to talk yourself out of it because of a different reason you know you you should really be honest with yourself when you're trying to find an academy because you know it's it's a big commitment you know you're putting your safety in these other people's hands and unfortunately like this this guy that you know just got paralyzed um it was a freak accident i forgot to mention that like i'm not i'm not judging either party for what had happened. It was just a freak accident. And it honestly can happen to anyone. Uh, I've definitely have been in situations where my neck has been cranked on or someone did a move that had me land on my head and I've heard a pop, you know, it's probably just, you know, just me cracking my neck like, you know, like, like a, like a PT does. But, you know, there, 
there are sometimes factors that are just completely out of your hand. Sometimes moves happen that shouldn't have been executed the way they were, but the stars aligned, unfortunately, and things happen, and it's very, very unfortunate. Um, so you can't stop every accident, but say if you do get injured, you know, what's 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 the mats look like? Are are you seeing people off to the side? Um, you know, ask ask your instructor, their possibly your future instructor, how do how do they approach you, you know, or how do they approach when students get injured? Are they kind of like, ah, oh, brush it off, you know, or do they try to try to like make sure that people are recovering correctly, making sure that people, you know, if they are injured, show up to class and watch class still, they, you know, they still motivate them to show up because, you know, th those are very important things. And I don't know, I feel like I'm rambling. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling. I'm, I, I, I thought I would have more, but I kind of feel like I'm repeating myself and I don't know, I, I, I I'm going to go ahead and just, just end it. So, <laughs> Uh, you're probably, probably like listening to this at home. You're like, shut up, Travis. Okay, we get it. So just just to recap the the things that you should do: research online, make sure that the person doesn't have any, um, you know, former sexual assault or any of these these negative things in their past. Or if you're looking to see if they compete a lot and they have accolades or a certain background that you you want then researching online will be great for that. And then also observing a class, highly underrated, go watch them. Go see how they're doing. If they are a good a fit for you, you know, go see how the atmosphere is. You know, is there loud music? Um, is it is it people are having a good time, smiling, laughing, or is it super serious? It, what, what are you looking for? While you're there observing the class, make sure you're asking questions. Make sure that you are fulfilling any doubts in your mind or any uh, uncertainty that you have about the academy or the instructor or whatever it is um, before you you leave that that class when you're watching. Um, look for accolades. You know, next one is look for accolades or look for certifications or anything that's gonna um, show the instructor's experience. Once again, that doesn't mean that just because someone is a blue white or a blue, purple, brown, doesn't mean that they won't be a good fit, and it doesn't mean that they are any less of capable of teaching you jiu-jitsu. Um, so don't get blinded by belts. There are amazing instructors out there that are blue belts and purple belts, and um, sometimes it's just their journey hasn't led them to those higher ranks yet, And but doesn't mean that they don't know their stuff. It doesn't mean that they aren't incredible instructors. So I'm sure there's a lot of people at home that know a blue belt that can teach the crap out of a class, you know, and is a wealth of knowledge because they're constantly studying. They're hungry for information. So keep that in mind when you're when you're looking at it. Uh, and then finally, trust your instincts. Make sure that before you leave the class, like I said, all your questions are answered. And if there's anything weird feeling about it uh, or you know, I don't, I, I don't want to always focus on the negatives because sometimes trusting your instincts could be a good thing, you know, because you feel that there's something positive there, even though it doesn't, uh, even though it might not fit all of your wikis that you need for it. So trust your instincts. Is it, is this bothering you? Why evaluate why that is? And then, 
uh, be honest with yourself. So those are what I look for, or I think you should look for if you're looking for a new academy, or even if you're dropping into an academy, or if you haven't started your journey yet, you know, those those are things that you should be looking for for your instructor and the academy to make sure that it's a good fit and you're in good hands and it's safe because no one wants to be uh, paralyzed. No one wants to be uh, that guy that is constantly broken because they're joining classes that, you know, are not fit for them. No one, no one should be the person that has to travel two hours um, and is unmotivated because of it to train. You know, make sure that the academy fits what you're looking for and make sure that you understand what those goals are for your journey. We've talked to many people that start off at one academy and then they realize that they have aspirations and other aspects of their journey. And so they switch academies. That's perfectly okay. Your first academy doesn't have to be your only academy. I just happened to luck out that uh, one of my best friends started the academy. And I've been very fortunate to have amazing instructors throughout my journey. Um, but, you know, that's that's just something to, to keep in mind. Uh, it, it just because you join the academy doesn't mean it's your forever academy. You will be able to move or you should be able to move if you need to. So even in the same area. So just keep that in mind. Let me know what you guys think at home about these these five tips to finding a good instructor and a good academy for your for your journey. And let me know if there's anything that you guys would like to, or or anything that you guys look for when you're looking for Academy. So remember to follow us elbows tight everywhere. Also, we have merch. Woo! The new sweater is not like this. If you guys are watching or if you guys aren't watching, I'm wearing my elbows tight hoodie. If you guys go to elbows tight.com, all of our merch is there. Uh, you could buy mugs, shirts. I have more designs coming out. Uh, I kind of want to do like limited press designs. So just, just go there, check it out, elbowstight.com for any merch that you want from us. And check out our sponsors, too. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I feel like I'm still rambling. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, you guys have a good day. Thank you so much for watching and listening at home. And remember, no oil checks here. Oh. Oh. Thanks. Peace. <laughs>